Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your Indian Center host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I haven't talked to you in a while. We had a week <laughs> off. Uh, just couldn't get schedules to line up. Uh, completely my fault last week. Yep, yep. I, well, but a lot to talk about. And, and honestly, the Orioles are in a better uh, position now than they were probably a week ago, so... Uh, I'm excited for today's show. Uh, a lot to get to. Got a, two I'm, weeks of material to cover. Got to say, I'm a little surprised in your attire tonight. Why? Uh, don't you realize, for one, the Caps are in the playoffs. Where's your Caps stuff? I did not know the Caps still had a team. So good for them, I, I guess, for being in the playoffs. Um, I just learned mm-hmm. it was the and I just learned it was hockey playoffs about 30 minutes ago. And then I did a quick Google search and said, oh, the Caps are in it. Let me put on a Cap shirt. Oh, good for you. But what you're really missing, and I don't know, I think we need to get our own 336 version of this, but you're missing your home run chain. Mm. I'm missing the home run chain. And I, yeah, and I, I love the home run chain. I think that's cool. I think it's cool. It's kind of cheap from a fan or whatever. I, know. Um, I think this, yeah. the story behind it's cool. Everything about the chain is cool. Except for the fact that we're all, as fans, supposed to know who Fired Up Guy is. Like, is that who started it? Fired up guy is the fan who who gave it to uh, one of the bench coaches or whatever, his yeah. son, and then the players all took a hold of it and loved it. Okay. But they keep but the Orioles refer to this guy as fired up guy, and I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, me either. And I and we and we know our own fans. We we know Romeo. We know a sunglass guy. Yeah. We, we know um, Neil Carne. Uh, uh, yeah, we know our our super fans. But now, never heard I, of fired up guy. I don't know how many of those guys have abandoned the Orioles in the past couple of years. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, we know a lot of the Orioles super fans. We know the yoga per the yoga girl who goes out and does yoga with them every before every game. But I've never heard of this fired up guy. Yeah, but I think my tire is pretty good. I'm rocking a Ironbirds number thirty five Ironbirds shirt. It's all good. 
Yeah, I, I got oh, that good. when I went to the Ironbirds game this past week. I was going to talk to you about it. Actually, it was two weeks ago now. I do want to talk about it. because I see Adley Rutschman in person and D.L. Hall in person. I have still never been to an Ironbirds game. It was my first time. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think for one, if the Orioles do not have the home run chain for sale in the team store now, I don't know what's wrong with their marketing department. Oh man, when 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 is the giveaway chain game? Isn't exactly. that a giveaway? Oh, do you want to talk about Oriole giveaways? I texted you this week about the stupid T-shirts they're giving away. Yeah, I don't care. That, they're they're corporate shirts. They're not Oriole shirts. It's a yeah. Chick Fil A shirt and a Pepsi shirt, I believe. And I I bet the corporations paid for those shirts, and so they I'm they sure do they did for free. I'm sure <laughs> they did. But where's the? This is the classic year where you want to get the Mateo shirt and the um uh. Uriah's shirt. Guys, where five years from now, an Oriole fan is like, who is that? This is the year for those t-shirt giveaways. Yeah. And the Orioles are not doing it. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is the last year for for, for those giveaways. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people. I'm, I'm just, I'm so pumped about this team right now. They're really, uh, all right, look, they're not great. They're really fun to watch right now, though. Well, yeah, when you line them up, though, Josh, you watch that Royal series, just watching it as a fan. Yeah. And I know I'm biased here because I'm an Orioles fan. I know the Orioles played well. But, like, I just look at that and think, we're a better team than the Royals. Yeah. We're just a better team. And uh-huh. and they've got Bobby Witt. We still yeah. don't have Adley yet. It's true. And I, I was hoping for I, – that was, I was rooting for a, a Bobby Witt, Adley. My, I will go down I – would, I will put this on record saying it was, it was going to happen – but then the rain delay on Friday night threw everything off. No. And they and they wanted Adley to play some more, so they shipped him over to Nashville so he could actually play in some games. <laughs> right, because right, why let him play? Right, sure. That That's my storm sticking with it. But no. now, all, I mean, I think everything's on board. He'll be here next Friday, right, for his first game. Is it next Friday or next Monday? I don't – I got to go back and check our notes. I believe I said Monday, May 16th. You, against the Yankees? That against the Yankees. Because I criticized you for going against the Yankees. Right. Yeah. And I used it as, hey, we've got to get O's fans in there instead of the Yankees. You are sticking with New Guy Friday, which would put it next Friday. Um, against the Tigers. Against, oh, no, no, that no, won't work because they're no. at the Tigers. Yeah. They're at the Tigers. See, so it has to be your Monday. Plan, yeah. Your plan is two weeks from now. May 20th is their next Friday. So no, New Guy Friday is going to have to be D.L. Hall or something because Adley yeah, cannot my pl- stay down for two more weeks. My plan was, I forget who I said now, either D.L. Hall or Grayson to be the 20th and, you know, Adley on the, on the 6th. Um, but the rain right. delay threw that off. The rain delay. So now Adley will come up on the Monday. Yeah, he'll be here Monday, think, um, the 16th. You yeah. guys must have had some crazy, uh, some crazy rain to have two days in a row rained out. It just rained all day. Just rained all day. Uh, all day. So here's... <laughs> Here's some uh, here's some breaking news. Just came across my Twitter at 8.30 o'clock. We got a ton to talk about, even without breaking news. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead. Tomorrow, the Orioles are scheduled to talk about a, to a, a agent named Brody Van Wagenen about his player. What player would the Orioles be interested in bringing in? Uh, the Orioles? The Orioles. Like Your free agent? Baltimore Orioles. What free agent could maybe like has all the earmarkings of a Baltimore Orioles type team? Um, I I'll mean, give you a hint. I put it in the show notes last week to talk about. 
a a veteran a, a veteran, veteran maybe a pitcher right no not a pitcher veteran you know not doing so great will come and play for like the league minimum in order to try to bounce back and reprove his career used to be great five years ago you would have loved to have this guy on your team now uh, nobody Ra- wants him on his team Rafael Palmero, he's making a comeback again <laughs> Robinson Cano you're an idiot. How can you not talk about Cano? Cano has all the earmarkings for this Orioles squad. It's the Does Michael Elias. It? Yeah, it's the Michael Elias. It's what Michael Elias wants. The guy who's washed up, who's going to play with nothing, that, hey, if he gets hot, you can trade him at the trade deadline. This is Matt Harvey at, at second base. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Rob's going to feel like his comes in with a lot more baggage than, I mean, Matt Harvey now has a ton of baggage, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Did you forget about the news about Matt Harvey this offseason? Yeah, yeah, he didn't have that Yikes. much baggage, but not. But and not, we, we, not we, we signed him even with the baggage. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope that's a false report. I hope I want nothing to do <laughs> no, with that. I, it's the most predictable thing. I just don't know why it took a week to make to to come out that they're going to talk to him. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, we'll see. I guess you pay him league minimum if he'll play for that. I, I don't know. but that's, that's, what you, that's what you give him. You give him a minor league deal. You know, it's Robinson Cano. It's a big name. It's what, it's what Michael Ice likes to do. I guess if you really don't want, you know, Jemai uh, uh, Jones or rather Bannon um, to, to, to play, then this is what, or Richie Martin, and this is what you have to do. You have again, to get really desperate and find guys like Robinson no. Cano. To no, make sure not, these young players don't play. No, it's making sure it's letting these young players these young players won't add anything to your team this year. You're not too worried about this year, so all you care about is trade candidates. You have very few trade candidates in your club right now, so you think, well, maybe Cano could be one of those guys I flip. It's as simple you, as that. Josh, you don't. It's think all after, to get extra little uh, picks and minor league players. You you don't think after winning the Red Sox series, splitting with the Twins. Winning the world, all of a sudden you start looking at the schedule. Yeah, we played the we play the Tigers coming up. We play the Cardinals, who aren't great, but um, and we have a whole lot with the Yankees. But then, but then after that, we get to the Red Sox and Mariners, and then June. I've talked about before how June gets really easy. You you don't think Michael Elias maybe is trying to make this team better for this year? Um, is that ridiculous to say? Yeah, that's ridiculous to say. The Orioles, but at the same time, the Orioles. I'm really enjoying watching the Orioles right now. They're a lot of fun. It's really nice and really fun to look at the standing and see that we are above the Red Sox. I'll give you that. It's really fun to see like we won two in a row. But really, that Sunday, that first game on Sunday, things fell apart there at the end. We had a chance to win that game. That would have been, and I think that was a uh, going into a two-game winning streak too. So we could have had five in a row. Right there. This team is playing outstanding. This week, the team has a team batting average of 301. It's the second best batting average of the past week. The pitching is has let up two runs or fewer in 13 of their 16 home games. They're really fun to watch. Do I think it's going to last 162 games? I do not. I, so, and we do not have, I guess we do have expanded playoffs, but I do not see this as a buckle up birds team quite yet you don't Not even yet. though even though i get it the 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 cavalry the the real cavalry is coming with adley dl hall grayson rodriguez i get we, that we've been playing well recently and, yes. and let me paint a scenario for you okay our weakest position on the team 
look at war and stuff. Arika's position team is catcher. Catcher, yeah. We're going to replace one of the worst catchers in the league with, you know, a top 10 ca- 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 catcher in the league. Theoretically. You're you're expecting if he with that that's with goals of him hitting the ground running. Yeah. I mean top 10, I'm not saying he's going to be the best catcher in baseball, but top 10. <laughs> like okay. in, in the upper third, sure. All right. Um, all right. and then all, all of a sudden you advance, you know, a couple weeks and you replace a, a Tyler Wells or a Spencer Watkins, whoever the weak link is, with uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Okay. All right. I, Josh, I I'm just it. saying, I'm just I saying, this is know, the roster you're seeing now is the worst the Orioles will be all year. We're just getting better I, from here on out. I get that. This, I get that. this is the Orioles at their worst. I understand that. Okay. But still, you're asking for me to get through the whole season this way. I am really excited that we're not in last place. I'm excited that we're like the 10th worst team in baseball. Like that's 10th worst team is awesome. I would take that at the end of the year. That means we're close, getting close to that middle ground. And it really excites me for next year. But I do I have hope in this team? Did you watch the game? When we lose games, it's because of stupid errors. We lost Sunday because of stupid but, errors. But don't you find that encouraging, not discouraging? Who uh, errors? We combine, you know, the Ruben and then the Jorge Lopez throw away. Um, we could win that. We could have both games better. And I find that encouraging that we are even better. <laughs> we could be better. No, it it makes me think that this team. Yes, it was a six and four homestand, which is outstanding. But it, to me, I look at it as there's a few guys on this team that are not purposely sabotaging this team, but this team will never get over the get over the hill with these guys. But, that, but that's what I'm saying, Josh. Lakin so isn't here anymore. Yeah, yeah, and that, and and people are making like a big deal about Chris Owens, who still, who, who by the way now has climbed up BP on this team with all this walks the other day. But people are complaining about Chris Owens, and I'm trying to tell people, like, Chris Owens doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to remember even the dude's name in three years. Why are you spending so much energy being complaining about Chris Owens? He's not right. He's not part of this, Josh. But we are winning with yeah. Lakins, with Owens. And when we start replacing these pieces with viable pieces, we'll be even better. This I agree. Season, but this season, you're not replacing Odor. You're not replacing Owens this season. Oh, yes, you are. With who? Owens. Owens. Will be I don't know either with Robinson Cano or with Robinson Bannon. Robinson. Okay, All right. I hope. So you're, you're saying I hope with Gunnar Robinson Cano and we're, and we're in business. Josh, can we talk about the the season that Gunnar Henderson is having right now at Bowie? I am Gunnar Henderson's biggest fan. I've been saying bring him up now. I am ready for Gunnar Henderson. I'd rather watch Gunnar Henderson than Chris Owens or Odor or Robinson Cano. I want Gunnar Henderson. There's no way Michael Elias is bringing up Gunnar Henderson. He has an OBP of four five nine. He gets on base yeah, almost half the time. He has ten stolen bases. Had three stolen bases the other day. Has four home runs. Is batting three oh nine. Yep. At, at twenty years old at Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he still at Bowie? Oh, I think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of time before he's caught up. And I, I don't think remember- it's. My yeah. prediction was Gunnar Henderson wears black and orange this year. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. That was my bold prediction. But I'll go back to what Mike Elias said. If, you know, a couple years ago, 
when no, no, as the first year. No, no, you're going back to if it, yeah, you're going back to saying, oh yeah, we'll bring Adley up if we're in the if we're in a playoff hunt. Josh, if we're 500 in August, Ad, uh, Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Henderson will be here. Forget that. If we're 500 in July, you might as well bring him up. Well, I, yeah, I think maybe August, but may, 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 maybe July. Um, will but this- seriously, I, I think he's here. If if because I think the only reason I think if I think if Mike Elias realizes if he has any chance to kind of pursue these expanded playoffs, Gunnar Henderson needs to be on this team. Okay, but Josh, the reason I'm talking, I, 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 I love I love the optimism. But here's why, and I know people are saying, "Oh, Matt, you're insane! You're insane! What 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 are you even talking about?" I said at the beginning of the year that I don't remember what I said. I, I said something like we would lose ninety games or something. Yeah. And the reason I said that we would lose 90 games is one reason and one reason alone. It's one okay. word. Pitching. Yeah. Pitching. Uh, yeah. If you Because we didn't do anything you, to upgrade our pitching. You're telling me you're throwing guys out like Bruce Zimmerman, Spencer Watkins, and now we got John Means going down, and you expect – and Tyler Wells, who's, who's never started in the big leagues before. This is your rotation. I, I get it. crushed. I get it. I don't understand – I'm shocked we're having this discussion, um, but all right, I get it. Right now, the Orioles are four four fourteen. They are twelve and seventeen, four fourteen winning percentage. Yeah. Um, do you think the Orioles really get up to five hundred? I, I don't know, Josh, but I think the biggest story of this season is not Chris Owens. Shut up, about Chris Owens. The biggest story about the season is. The starting pitching and, and the bullpen, the the pitching that that I think is the biggest story. It and, is. I'll give you that. And it means, Josh, it means that we you know we talked about the offseason and moves that we made, and we talked about signing two starting pitchers, maybe a couple of bullpen arms. But it turns out we need to do none of that, right? Maybe one, may, maybe one starter, and then nothing in our bullpen. I mean, the emergence of Jorge Lopez. Um. I, I just think this this changes everything, Josh. The 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 way the the pitchers, the bullpen, the starting I, pitching changes I everything. That. I get that, but but do you really think this is going to last for the rest of the season? Do you really think we can sustain this? The pitching, the pitching. Yeah. So, I mean, Bruce Zimmerman through six games has an area of two point six seven. For me, he's been the most surprising story. Um, and, and I think Bruce Zimmerman can sustain it. Maybe not area under three, but I think he can sustain it. Um, the bullpen, I, I mean, you talk about Dylan Tate. Do I think he can sustain it? Yes. Uh, Jorge Lopez, yes. I mean, they have great stuff. B- Felix Batista, yes. Like, I think they found some real pieces in this bullpen. Um, I think Cobb Bradish will get better as the season progresses. I think we've seen, we haven't seen the best of Cobb Bradish. I think he'll get better as the season progresses. Jordan Lyles is doing exactly what he was signed to do. He eats innings. Um, I'm skeptical about Spencer Watkins, who somehow has an area of, of 3.22 after five games. I'm skeptical right. of Spencer Watkins. Um, but again, right. if if you replace Spencer Watkins with Grayson Rodriguez, you're talking about Bradish, Rodriguez, Zimmerman, Lyles, Wells. I have confidence for that to be – you know, an average starting five and an above-average bullpen the way, way our, our arms are thrown. And we always I, said our offense will be good, especially when we bring in Adley, eventually get Kyle Stowers. No. And, it's, and, and the Orioles are hitting home runs again. We knew that would happen. 
yeah. and they're getting on base. The Orioles are definitely hitting the ball better. Right now, we have a team ERA of 361. I love that that's not high fours and fives like we're used to. But oh, Josh, well, Josh, we've been at the bottom of the league the past umpteen years. Since Michael last got here, we've been at the bottom of the league in pitching. But there's no way I'm going to get on board with you that we're making the playoffs this year. They're fun to watch. Next year, I'm all with you. 2023, forget this whole let's sneak into the playoffs. 2023, we're going for the whole okay. thing. Okay, I'm Josh. only on there. But I do not see 2022 we sneak in the playoffs. Let, Josh, You're let, saying let, that we don't even sneak. It's not even a sneak in the playoffs. It's we're the story of the year. Josh, if we sneak in the playoffs, we're, we're the story of the year. I'll tell you that those things are both yeah, true. I, Yes, the, I get that. But you're saying it's not a sneak. We didn't don't sneak up on anyone. We don't get into playoffs because of expanded playoffs. You're saying we get into the playoffs because we're going to be better than the Yankees and Rays. I'm saying and this. Blue Jays. Josh, do you think that Bruce Zimmerman will continue to pitch like this the whole year? I guess he's making the All Star game. If well, I, he's going to have to compete with Austin Hayes for it, um, and Jorge Lopez. If, but, he's, if this team is sneaking into the playoffs, you're getting more than one person into the All-Star game. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. We probably deserve a couple guys in there. But this, Josh, isn't, yeah, this isn't a, like, oh, we got to give the Orioles someone. Let's uh, put Ty Wigginton in. Yeah, I mean, to me, if Bruce Zimmerman continues to pitch like this, and, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I think I'm really optimistic because I think our bullpen will continue to pitch well. I, I see no reason why our bullpen... I don't really understand why Keegan Aiken's so good. That's the only guy who I'm like, I don't understand why you're good. Keegan Aiken, but this year he's good. Um, But if Bruce Zimmerman continues to pitch well, you add Grace Rodriguez, later you add D.L. Hall. I'm saying, Josh, I'm just saying this is the worst we'll be. If the Orioles get into the playoffs this year. You keep on going. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'll pay for your plane ticket to fly back to Baltimore so we can go to the game. I'm just saying, I'm not saying we're making the playoffs. (laughs) It sounds like you're saying we're making the playoffs. What I'm saying is, you, according you, to the chat room, you're saying the Orioles are winning the World Series in 2022. I'm not that's saying they're winning the World what, Series. That's what the chat room's taken from this over on YouTube. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, the biggest weakness with this franchise the past several years has been our pitching. Correct. We always said we have Austin Hayes, Mullins, Mancini, Santander, and we have more help coming uh, in, in in the form of Adley Rutschman. Namely, but if you look at some of our other top prospects, you know, we've been drafting college bats recently, like we've been focusing heavily on hitters. But to me, the biggest question was always, where are you going to find pitching? And we're going to spend all our free agent money on this pitching. All of a sudden this year, our pitching looks legit. And if our pitching is in fact legit, if we finish, Josh, where, where do we rank? Do you know how we rank on, on, on pitching overall yeah, ERA right now? Huh? 16. 16th. 361, 16. 29 games in. Yeah. If we end up with a starting, uh, with, with a, a pitching overall that's in the top half of the American League, do you not think that this could be a team that outperforms what we all thought they would do? Because will, we all thought they would be dead last or next to last. I'm just saying if their pitching is middle of the road, it's time we reassess how we view this I, team. I agree. I'll give you that. I will give you the fact that we're eight games out of first place or eight and a half games, something like that right now. There are clearly eight to 10 games that this team could have won if they just learned to hit the ball. The first three weeks of this season, we had a lot of two zero losses, a lot of one run losses, a lot of yeah. frustrating games. Yeah. So I get you that if the offense and the pitching can click the way they've clicked this week for the rest of the season, 
I'm all in. And I think the offense eventually will be fine. I just think the question is, can the pitching hold up like this? I mean, can Spencer Watkins continue to pitch well? Can Cobb Radish continue to, to can, or can Cobb Radish pitch well? That's but, the question. Can Zimmerman continue to pitch like a freaking ace? All right, here's. Yeah. I'm an Orioles fan. Yeah. So part of me has trouble believing that some of these pitchers finally figured it out. I've yeah. been burned by pitchers so many times that I'm supposed to sit here and believe that Keegan Aiken now knows how to pitch. Keegan Aiken, who's now got an under two ERA, is somehow what what happened? Yeah, I mean, to me, Keegan Aiken is the biggest surprise of this year, just because my expectations for him were so low. Well, um, Bruce he's Zimmerman, been a big surprise. I didn't think Bruce Zimmerman even belonged in this rotation. Well, yeah, I mean, and he got a raw deal last year because he pitched so well in spring training last year, if you recall, and then he got hurt, and then there, and there, it only got healthy at the end of the season. So this is kind of the first, kind of the unveiling of Bruce Zimmerman. Um, but it's so it's interesting, right? Because there was that other group of of players, guys like Zach Lothar, Alex Alex Wells, um, Dean Kramer, who we thought was going to be that kind of, hopefully one of those guys work out, but right. none of those guys have really worked out, and now we have Bruce Zimmerman and Spencer Watkins and Tyler Wells. Like if you were breaking this a couple years ago, none of these guys would have been in your radar. It's just interesting how who 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 has emerged. And who has not emerged. Um, and no, these guys but, right now feel legit. And it's almost like you just got to hold on because Grayson Rodriguez is legit. And I, I have every reason to believe Grayson Rodriguez is going to be a good major league starting pitcher this year when he comes up. Um, and so I feel like you just kind of have to hold on a little bit. And then behind him is DL Hall. And then, you know, I just, I, I just, I just, I'm really optimistic if, if our pitching can, can hold up. Um, Felix Batista, Josh, like you watch Felix Batista pitch. He's amazing. Felix Batista is my favorite pitcher to watch. He's not Cesar Valdez throwing 84 mile per hour kind of junk and, and no, he's like this guy's throwing dominant stuff. Yeah. Dylan Tate looks really good. And Dylan Tate has gone on spurts where he's looked really good before, but he seems to kind of put together. Jorge Lopez, too. Dominant stuff. And I'm not saying I'm a little more skeptical. Like Paul Fry hasn't been great. Brian Baker's been a little bit up and down. But all in all, you've got to back in the bullpen consistent of Tate and Lopez and Batista that right. I think all are legit. And when you're in close games, that's what you need. And so we have the starting pitching to keep us in close games. And we have the bullpen to now judge. When was the last time you felt like tie game in the fifth inning? The Orioles are going to win this game. Like, that's how I feel every year now. I mean, every game this I, I year. Not every year. I don't, I don't trust the bats enough to say a tie game, we're going to win the game. Oh, if if I feel like two runs, I feel okay. If, the, if you're handing it off to the bullpen, I generally feel pretty comfortable with the bullpen. I don't trust the bats yet. Oh, I do. I do. Josh, who can get Austin Hayes out? No one. The answer is no one can <laughs> get Austin Hayes out right now. Who can get Austin Hayes out? No okay. one can get Austin Hayes out. But who can get Mateo out? Everyone. Been... Who can get Mancini out? Everyone. That's not Josh. You have been watched. You had you didn't watch the the Royal Series. Uh, Josh, what's Trey Trimacine's batting average? Uh two eighty. It's yeah. I know it's one of the highest on the team, but I also know his strikeout. He's got like thirty strikeouts. Okay, but Josh, the the Trey Mancini, he yeah. got here the other day. Uh, I, you hate him because people were saying he was hadn't having bad luck, and then the other day he had three infield hits um, to kind of oh, make up for all the, to make up yeah. for those hard hit balls. Yeah, to make up for it. Um, but but yeah, you look at Santander. I know the batting average is in there, but Santander is getting on, on base a ton. Has 19 walks on the season to lead the team. Ryan Mountcastle, um, still, he doesn't walk. I don't even care. 
Um, right. The dude drives and runs, hit, hits home runs. I just the offense, I think, is fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I didn't really want to jump right into this as being uh, well, like the Orioles making the playoffs. That's but, what I was just I was just looking at. It. We were 26 minutes into the show, but are the we haven't even looked month- at our notes because we got you know, we jumped straight into your prediction that the Orioles are making the playoffs. I'm just saying, strap in, Josh, because I said the best month strap of the in. year. Strap Instead in. Instead of buckle up, this is stra- this is the strap in year. Strap in. Strap in. The best month of the year, record wise, I said it's going to be June because it's yeah, the well, easiest. Yeah. And, and then we also coming. have the emergence of um, or the promotion of Adley Rutschman um, and Grace Rodriguez in June, and that combined with an easier schedule. And so I think we're going to sit here at the end of June, and you're going to look back at this conversation and say, man, I wish I would have jumped on with Matt and kind of gotten on board mean, with how good the Orioles are coming the end of on. June. Yeah. Wish I wish I would have strapped on. on. I didn't strap on with Matt, and I wish I would have put a strap on. No, I, I, we got to start with this. We got to need a new analogy here. <laughs> But, oh, now you're just figuring that one out. Yeah, I, I just get your jokes now. Um, um, so yeah, no, I'm excited, and and this is all happening. I, I remind you again, without Adley Rutschman, and I think he's going to make the team all that much better when he replaces kind of the worst position on our team right now. And if I we agree. just call I up think, Gunner, then we're really talking. I think the team is really fun to watch right now. They are very I fun love, to watch. I love that they're having fun in the dugout. I love the home run. This we all start we start talking about this the chain because I brought up the home run chain. Yeah, I love the home run chain because it's fun. And we've talked before about how on those great on that buckle up bird type teams, that 2012 team, something we loved is like they were having fun playing the game. It wasn't it wasn't pressure. They had no pressure, and that's how this team is. There's no pressure to do anything. They're just have, out there having fun. Yeah, but it's not just they're having fun. And I know this is true with probably all major leaguers. But like oh, you're watching the game today. And I was just watching. I, you know, I didn't watch because I was at work and I avoided Twitter all day. And then I watched it when I got home from work and it worked. I didn't know the score until I got home. That's a rare feat. Um, but you saw Trey Mancini like come home on a wild pitch. Yes. And just just a heads up play. You also you watch Austin Hayes play. He's, Austin Hayes scares me so much because Austin Hayes goes 100 percent with everything he does you never see austin hayes like jog anywhere no like, austin hayes is always on like a reckless full out That's, sprint yeah. diving home that is why everyone's concerned about the new corner and by the bullpen yeah no austin hayes will run into things austin some point hayes this is gonna hurt himself one year he, i hope he's wearing some kind of protected armor under the uniform um but that dude is so much fun to watch yeah he just plays the game so hard they, they do the stupid little goggles after every hit yeah, do you know what the goggles is about? I think it's a Call of Duty thing, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's Call of Duty thing, but I don't know what that means. I I've, I've played Call of Duty. I don't know what the goggles mean. Yeah, but 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 no, the, no, they're the, fun. I, I agree. It, the team is fun to it's watch. It's like and, watching. It's like when you watch a little league team, and they can one kid gets on and he does a little dance for all the guys in the, in the dugout. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're watching with the Orioles. It is, but at the same time, they're fun to watch because they're winning. Right, yes. like, because oh. they've been winning lately. Yes, yes, winning makes everything better, and yes. winning is fun. You, yeah, because you can do goggles all you want. If you're losing three to one, it's not that funny. It's not that fun. Right. Um, you can pass around chains all you want if you're losing, but when you're winning, yeah, they're 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 a lot of fun. And you look at this offense again, Josh. I think they we have a major league offense. You look at Mountcastle, Mullins, Hayes. These are guys who could play on any team in baseball and be. I mean, defensively, also, Hayes and Mullins is just a great center field, left foot combination. We saw that throw by Austin Hayes this past week, which will be a highlight all year. 
Um, I'm just, I'm super optimistic. And we can talk about Aberdeen, my trip there, and we can get to other stuff, but I'm just, I'm really, I'm going to say it now because next week we'll probably lose, you know, two out of five games. I'll be all depressed next week, but I'm running a high right now on this team. I'm glad you're on that high. Um, It was fun to beat up on the Royals. This road trip is going to be really interesting because it's a short trip, just the Cardinals and Tigers. The Cardinals are, are better than us on paper. The Tigers have a worse record, but they're supposed to be better than us. The Tigers are supposed to be one to two years ahead of us. They've brought all their prospects up. They have, They've got yeah. big pitching prospects that are already on this team, and they're not winning games. So it's really, it's really interesting to see for me what the Orioles can do on this road trip. Can they, the way they're playing now, they should come back 4-2 and two on this trip. But can they really do that is, is what I'm curious to see. Because they're going to come back and hit the Yankees in the Rays. And then I think it's, what is it? It's, it's a tough part. It's Yankees, Rays, Yankees, right? Yeah. The Yankees, Rays, Yankees. That's a really tough part of your schedule to get through May. After that, you get through that Yankees, Rays, Yankees. Then that's where you get to the fun part. You get the yeah. Red Sox, which no one believes in anymore. And then you hit June with all the crap teams. June yeah. is where it's going to be fun. When we come back home for that Yankees stand, the Yankees are going to be tough, but that's the day to bring Adley in. So you've got some excitement with Adley there. So I'm really curious to see what happens over these next six games. Yeah, and we've been heavy, especially with the Yankees. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the schedule works, but I mean, we've been playing a ton of series against the Yankees. That's that's why next year also leans into the Orioles 2023 World Series champions is we get more of a balanced schedule instead of playing the Yankees all the time and the Blue Jays all the time and the Rays all the time. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, once you get past um, the series with them now, you know, where we play the Yankees, Rays, then the Yankees. Right. In, then we get a in, break. Yeah, in June, we don't play the Yankees at all, the whole month of June. In July, we only play them three games. In August, we don't play them all again. We don't play the Yankees at all in August. And so we're getting them all, all the Yankees stuff here at the beginning. Right, but I agree. That's why I'm curious about these six games. The, if the Orioles really play well on the six-game road trip, they come back hovering around that 500 mark to then take on the Yankees, Red Sox, the Yankees, Rays, Yankees, which is going to be a tough stretch. But if they well, can get be- close to 500 on this right now before going into that, then it doesn't feel like you're knocked down too far after that. I agree. That's, I mean, that's a, doesn't, you, you couldn't imagine a more disastrous stretch of Yankees, Rays, Yankees, because the Yankees are good and the right. Rays always beat us. So, it, like, exactly. It's a so, which means if you struggle in these six games and then come back and have those nine games, any momentum is knocked out of your sails. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, and this is yeah, the nature of playing the AL East. And so, not to mention that Yankees and Rays games are home games. If you can play good on the road, you're going to sell tickets and get a bigger crowd out to that game. You have Adley plus the team winning. You're going to have that crowd rocking on the on the 16th. Yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be a really fun game. I hate a Monday. I, I, I'll tell you, I hate a Monday night game because I don't know how I'm going to catch a plane and fly back Monday and then back to work on Tuesday. But if the Orioles, you got to give me notice, especially for a Monday. Friday's yeah. easier to sneak in. But how much notice do you think up. the Orioles will give for? Adley Rushman's first game. Do you think they'll give a week? Do you think they'll give? Because they've been, to their credit, Josh, they've been really good about announcing promotions ahead of time. Like um, they, it, before the promotion happens, they're saying like this is happening. No, but they only did it like one day, right? With the tides, it was one day. With Bowie, it was I think a couple of days ahead of time. Okay, well, and with that's Aberdeen, good. With you Aberdeen, really want to sell tickets? Yeah. So you really got to start talking it up. But like for me as an out of towner. 
I cannot bet all my money on May 16th when it could be May 20th. Yeah. So it's like, are you going to do it for that Yankee game or are you holding off for that home game? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet one no by the middle of next, but no, I bet one no by like, yeah, by, by the middle of next week. I bet one no by the 11th or 12th by Wednesday or Thursday this right. week if he's starting on Monday. Okay. Because if he's, if he's not starting on Monday, then he's starting on Friday, right? If it's not Monday the 16th, it's Friday the 20th. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think he could start any time that week, right? Like, why could he start? I, I guess because why not Monday, but like, why not Wednesday? I don't know. I don't know. But I need the Orioles to know because I need to be at Adley Rushman Day. But I bet we, I bet we get at least five days of a notice. All right. I hope that's right. The Orioles want to sell tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Josh, I went to Aberdeen to see Adley Rushman. Speaking of him. Okay. But can I can I tell you he was and he tell was fine. It. Yeah, I haven't been to the Iron Birds game. I know they're playing like the mini Camden Yards or Camden Yards inspired uh, stadium. Are the Iron Birds going to move their wall like the Orioles moved theirs? I don't think so. But there's that. I mean, it's not really. I, I mean, I mean, I guess it's inspired. There's a hotel they're walking to, and Silas pointed it right away. Like, like that looks like he said that that looks like the warehouse is what my son said. Um, and so he noticed right away that the hotel kind of looked at like the warehouse, but it wasn't like connected to the field like it is at Camden Yards. And right, um, no, it's inspired. it's just. I mean, if you compare it to, I go to a bunch of Bowie games. Just a lot nicer of a stadium and nicer of an area than than Bowie is. Um, it's just it's just a nice a nice stadium. Um, but I really don't care about the amenities of the stadium. I care more about it was like a Friday. I was tired from work. I thought about not going, but I was like, I get a chance to watch DL Hall pitch to Adley Rutschman. I'm driving to Aberdeen, so I took my son went to Aberdeen. But to me, the most impressive guy there, um, and it wasn't even close, Josh. The most impressive guy I saw there, Cesar Prado. Cesar Prado. Cesar Prado. Yep. Had a, right. a, he's the Cuban guy um, who yeah, we signed this po- past off season. He was the, I don't know, uh, and 21 years old, I believe, um, signed um, from Cuba that, that, this off season, and just super impressive. They, they, they said, Prado said, said the one knock on him is his power. He might not hit for power. When I went down there, I saw him hit his seventh home run, which at the time was the most home runs in the organization at any level. He had the most home runs. I was talking to some guys there, just some fans, um, <laughs> who were like following Prado, who now are I, – I was looking at the scouts, right, because they follow him all the time or they come to Everton games all the time, talking about how much like just physical weight this guy has put on over the past year from when they signed him to now. He's just like a bigger dude. And so oh, Prado, he also like had a that. double – um, which would have been a triple, but it kind of pulled his hamstring a little bit cu- coming in a second. But Prado, I'm convinced now that he's 21, but pra- Prado is a long-term answer, either at second, at short, wherever he ends up, probably second base. Yeah, um, so he currently has a 328 batting average. Yeah, he was just super impressive. Um, I also saw a guy, man, I need to look up the roster now. Was it Rhodes? Is there a guy named Rhodes down there who hit the furthest home run I've ever seen the ball? <laughs> I think in a minor league game. Where there's a little building out in the outfield, and he cleared it. Um, but but no, it was it was a really good experience. I also got a bunch of autographs. Um, it kind of fast in autographs now, so we got a bunch of autographs. Um, Adley kind of snubbed us a little bit with the autographs, which I get because 
you know, thousands of people are always trying to get his autograph, always right. screaming his name. And and you know, as the number one guy like that, and a guy who's top prospect, you know, there's annoying people there just trying to make a buck off his name. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I get that. Um, John Rhodes is the guy you're talking about. Did you get to see uh, Kobe Mayo play? I did. I did. Went? Yeah. All right, because that's a guy that like we're so focused on everything else going on with Adley that we're forgetting about Kobe Mayo. And I think he's a guy who could quickly rise into this organization as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at also not to spend, I mean, this Orioles podcast, but the just, you know, down down the farm to worry about Orioles prospects the entire time. The, the iron birds though, which is why I say that because it's like a single a. So if you're on the iron birds, like you still got to go to Bowie and the North, like you're a ways away. Right. Um, You know, people move faster than others. But Aberdeen is by far the best team in the minors for the Orioles. Um, they they're just look at their roster. They get a bunch of first round picks in there. Um, they put up, you know, they put up seven runs a game. Like they just put up a, a silly n- number of run a game. I just made the number seven up, but they they put up a silly n- number of uh, of runs per game. They have the best record. Um, they're just chances are you're going to go see them win if you go to their games. Chances are. Um, they're going to uh, score some runs. You're going to see some home runs. And so I just think, and you're going to see some top prospects go see the Ironbirds. I think if there's one all in all with the, the way the team's playing with the, how nice the field is. I mean, if you're going to go see a minor league team, you go see the Ironbirds. Uh, they're just playing such good ball right now. And it's just a great stadium to go watch it. So if you haven't seen the Ironbirds, go out, watch them. Cause they're right now, and I don't know how long they're going to be like this because at some point you got to break up the right. You got to pull them up, break up the band and pull them up to buoy, and hopefully that will come right. Kind of that uh, yeah. waterfall effect when you start bringing up guys to the majors, and you know you just call guys up. But they're they're nineteen and six right now. They're winning at a seventy seven sixty clip. Um, they have a run differential of plus thirty eight. They're just kind of silly good. So right. I forgot when we, were, when we were talking about Adley and Adley's promotion. They've been moving Adley through the stages along yeah. with D.L. Hall. Yes. Do they continue and move them into the majors together? You know, I was really surprised, I, actually, because D.L. Hall, when I watched him, he threw four innings. I thought maybe he'd throw an inning or two. Right, because yeah. we were talking about stretch, like really trying to stretch him out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought he like, would. He's, he's a bullpen piece for us, I thought. I always kind of took it for granted. Right. But he started the games and threw four innings. And so it got to me wondering, well, maybe they'll use him as a piggyback or as, you know, throw four innings or five innings in the majors once they work up the innings and not just use him as a one inning bullpen guy. Um, but Deal Hall is older than Grace Rodriguez. He's a little bit older, right? He's had some injuries that has held him back. And so the age wise, it makes sense. Stuff wise, it makes sense. But they, uh, you know, they moved them to Bowie together, then they moved yeah. them to Norfolk together. And they started Aberdeen together. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. And Aberdeen together. So, yep. are they? Is this a pair? Like, it does New Guy Friday become two New Guy Friday? And DL Hall starts for the Orioles on May twentieth with Adley Rushman behind the plate, both making their major league appearance. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible. I would, I would kind of be shocked though because it's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Well, and but because. Because um, the highest that D.L. Hall has pitched has been at, at Bowie. And he hasn't pitched at Bowie all that long. Like, he started there last year. 
but then got hurt, so he didn't pitch there all that long. Yeah, but but at the same time, we've been saying that D.L. Hall is probably the first guy to make it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's older. He's, I think he's 24 at this point. Right. And the big thing with him, though, again, is kind of the innings pitched. Um, I'm sorry, D.L. Hall is actually just 23. Let me, I don't know, give me some credit. He's 23. I thought he's 24. He's 23. But, like, the most innings he's pitched last year, he just threw 31 innings. That's it. Um, right. The year before that, he threw 80 innings. I'm yeah, sorry, two years before that because, you know, 2020 season. Um, so just the how much – how are you going to figure out the innings? How much innings – do you go from 31 to 120 innings? I, I don't know how they're going to work that. But I think part of the reason for starting him late, he wasn't hurt. He was down in extended – instead of spring, I think, because they wanted to kind of hold back the innings. And so far, you know, he threw four innings at Aberdeen and three and two-thirds at Bowie. Um, so no, I, I would be shocked if he gets caught up to Baltimore badly. Um, but hopefully it means he's kind of right behind him. Yeah. I mean, and he's a guy, you mentioned he's 23. He was drafted right out of high school. Yeah. So he's he's been with the organization for a while. He's been with the organization for a while. He's just had a lot of injury issues. Yeah. 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 You go back to, yeah. Drafted. Yeah. What? In in 2017. Yeah. Probably five Um, years. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, so that, that's going to be curious to watch. And it's going to be now all of a sudden Norfolk has become really kind of fun to watch with Grayson and D.L. Hall and Adley. Like that's now kind of an entertaining team for a little bit until they all get caught up, hopefully. Yeah. And it makes I sense, agree. right? Like it makes sense on the one hand that you want Grayson Regas catching these guys, right? You want – I want yes. Grayson Regas to know – I'm sorry. I want I want Adley Rutschman to know Grayson yeah, Rodriguez. You don't want Grayson Hall Rodriguez well. behind the plate. You yeah. want just switch Rutschman things up a little be, bit. Yeah. To be no DL Hall and Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love the idea of them moving them through the minors together. Yeah. I just want to know at what point is it like, all right, Adley, we need you to move ahead of time, or is it really now that Adley's ready, we don't want someone else catching DL Hall? Let's go. Well, yeah, I think this is like I think we've we they know that DL Hall, Grayson Regas, they're only going to be challenged in Norfolk, right? Like they are right. too good for like they're probably both honestly ready for Baltimore, but they're too good for anything below Norfolk. And so I think they're going to be at Norfolk for a while. I think DL Hall more working his innings, getting his innings up a little bit, and Grayson. I I, I mean they've been doing like you watch Grayson Regas in the pitch count, it goes like sixty. 65, 70, like clearly they're moving Grace Rodriguez up with the pitch count every game. Um, kind of doing what they did with Cobb Bradish. Well, Cobb Bradish got here and hopefully it, Grace will be here soon too. Uh, well, Friday night, it was Adley's first, uh, it was Grace Rodriguez throwing to Adley for the first time this year. Yeah, it's pretty in cool. Norfolk. Yeah. And, and he struck out five pitchers in five, or five, he struck out five batters in what, five and a third innings. Yeah. It was a one nothing loss. Yeah. Typical Orioles type loss. Great pitching. You can't get those two runs to win the game. Yeah, the beginning of the season of the Orioles. But, but now that you're seeing Adley behind Grayson again, you've seen Adley behind DL Hall. It's gotta get you excited. I'm not jumping on your playoff bandwagon, but it is really exciting to see the future come and the future continue to look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the strikeouts per innings pitch with with uh, Grace Moriguez. Grace Moriguez averages twelve point seven almost 13 strikeouts per innings pitched, which is insane. And you think that's insane. Last year, pitching between, you know, 
uh, Bowie and, and, and I guess it was Bowie and, and Aberdeen. But last year, um, he averaged 14 strikeouts per nine innings pitched. So that's, that's what you call dominant. That leads all of minor league baseball. Like Grace Rodriguez has proven that he is a dominant pitcher. He's proven that he warrants the top prospect status in baseball. Like that's, that status hasn't gone down this year. If anything, it's, it's maintained and gone up. And so, yeah, I, I mean, Grace Rodriguez is going to be good when he gets here. There's no right. doubt about it. Meanwhile, the other Orioles uh, minor league news yesterday was that Heston Kerstead was moved to the 60-day DL. And he's expected to be out for twelve week plus weeks. Yeah, okay. this kid will. This kid is like Dylan Bundy. We'll never see him actually in the majors. Yeah, but Dylan Bundy actually got to the majors and has is having a good career. Um, I hope yeah. Heston Gerstad well, can have a good career. Yeah, I just wish anyone could pitch like Kevin Gosman is pitching right now. It's unbelievable to see what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he was great to start the year with the Giants last year too. Yeah, yeah, true. But the long hair is definitely doing something special for him. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I know. I was just saying how, like, Grayson Rodriguez will be good. You can guarantee it. And then, all of a sudden, you bring up Dylan Bundy. And not, not, and not, now you're making of Hunter Harvey and all the Jake other Marietta. can't miss starting pitchers in our farm system. Yep. But, no, but Grayson Rodriguez but, seems like the real deal. And we started the season. We started the show talking about how the Orioles are finally starting to do something different with their pitchers and how they develop pitchers. And something has changed with how we work with our guys in the bullpen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is There's not... a huge difference in our pitching coach, something yes. we have not seen in the past 20 years. Yeah, Even not... those good teams, it was never... We never saw pitching like this. Yeah. I mean, or- organizationally, we're just... Yeah. Yes. I mean... This was talked about last year, but when Matt Harvey chose to sign with the Orioles, one of the reasons he did is because the analytics department and all the information available to certain pitchers. And you would never say that about a team, you know, before Mike Elias. Right. And so, yes, I think we're seeing a lot of the fruits. It's hard, right? Because when you're working in the background of developing pitchers, you got to sort through and find out who's going to stick, who's not using all the technology, who's going to embrace technology, who's going to get better at this stuff. Who's going to put in the work in the offseason? And it takes sometimes years for that, for you to see the benefit of development, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Development takes years to kind of see the fruits of. And I think finally this year, we're seeing the fruits of all that development. And guys like Batista, I think, is a great example of that. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy – we didn't talk last week. Did you enjoy all this, the stories after the NFL draft about how the Ravens are now using Sigma Dell as well? I didn't see all the stories. I saw pictures of him in the draft well, room. Well, Peter Peter King wrote about how uh, Peter King wrote about how Sigmund Dell and the Ravens brass have worked up quite the friendship over analytics. Oh, see, I see. I would I would rather, given the Ravens' history, the Ravens send some people to the Orioles and the other way around because the Ravens have a much better track record than the Orioles do in recent years. But no, I thought that was a really fun NFL draft. It did not disappoint. Um, I think the NFL offseason have been just kind of really exciting. There's always, there's just been a ton of big moves yeah. in the NFL draft, no, ton of big moves in the NFL draft. It's, I mean, forget about, we can debate what the Ravens did and the holes and stuff, but just entertainment value. I thought it was a very entertaining draft. Yeah, I agree. And the I Ravens agree. drafted, you know, higher than they normally do. So you didn't have to wait around. Right. Till 11 right. Not, o'clock not, to not see them trade out in the first round. Yeah, I agree. Not to, not to steer us off uh, Orioles or the baseball or anything, but. 
I just found that uh, it interesting as you were talking about how this team has like a back end that and has a warehouse full of staff that we've never had before. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's, it's all part of the Orioles story, right? And that gets lost on a lot of people. I know it gets lost on poor Buster. Buster only poor, he, he just doesn't get it. And that's fine. Like <laughs> national media people aren't going to get it that all the stuff that's gone into this tanking as if all we've done is sell everything and, you know, slash payroll and done yeah. nothing when really behind the scenes, the Orioles have been investing and doing a ton of work to get better. And you're finally seeing the fruits of that labor and goodness knows, Josh, once we kind of sniff the playoffs this year, just wait, just wait till next off season. It's, it is. It's, it's so much fun. I'm ignoring your sniffing the playoffs this year. Yeah. All right. Fine. But, you can ignore it all you want. You won't be able to ignore it come the end of June, but ignore it right now. When, That's fine. When the team plays well, it's so much fun and it's entertaining and it's just, it just brings joy to the city. Like I think back to those 2012 seasons and seeing like people in Baltimore wearing orange again and wearing Oriole caps. Yeah. And it's just going to get better because because I see it. I see it in our podcast numbers. Our podcast numbers go up because the Orioles are fun. Yeah. And it's just going to get better because this, I told you before, like all of a sudden I thought this story of this year was going to be about, Adley and Stowers and the prospects, but now and, and Bradish, who's now here. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's about the starting pitching too. But you combine what we're doing starting pitching wise with now we're going to see the coming of the prospects, right? And, right. I, and it starts with Adley. Well, it started with Cobb Bradish. He was our first new guy Friday, was Cobb yeah. Bradish. And then it's going to be Adley Rutschman. And then it's going to be, you know, who, who knows? But this now, like, this is like, this is the least good and least exciting this team will be. I'm telling you, Josh, it's going to get more exciting, I'll, more fun, more entertaining yes. as you start to see these young players perform as well. I'll tell you, my kids hate baseball, hate the Orioles. My girls want nothing to do with the Orioles. But uh, my fiance has an eight-year-old son. Uh-huh. Eight years old is the perfect age to get into ball, into baseball. And the fact that the Orioles are hitting this stride right now reminds me of being a nine-year-old kid with those why not Orioles. Um, I was driving around in the car with him yesterday, and he's got the iPad in the back watching Oriole highlights. Because right now, the Orioles are so much fun to watch. These kids are – it's the perfect time to get your kids involved with the home run chain, knock, the fun they're having. This team – Mateo is, speed. like yeah, the speed, this team yeah. that we're going to uh, forget about in years – is yeah. the perfect team to introduce kids to this Baltimore baseball, to baseball, which next year is going to lead into playoffs, World Series, all that stuff that guys like us have waited our whole lives. Um, it's got to be exciting for you as well because uh, it's such a perfect age for kids to get involved in this, for your son to get involved and be, start to know Oriole names and know more than Cal Ripken, who was this amazing player when we were kids but to know their own real stars of the game. Yep. Sass only has one jersey of a baseball player, and that's Cal Ripken uh, is his only yeah. name. And we're waiting. Um, I have like four Adley Rutschmans. I think that's like all I have now is Adley Rutschmans. Um, I need to get a Norfolk one. I have one at Darmarva. <laughs> I have an Aberdeen Rutschman. I have a Bowie Rutschman. The only one I'm missing is a Norfolk Rutschman, so I got to work on that. But I yeah. got to get it when I see him in person. That's my deal. You. Yeah. And I'm nervous about Rushman changing his number after we all buy jerseys. I am nervous about that. I think he's sticking with 35. Okay. 
I think he is. All right. You sure you know? Isn't that Brian Mattis's old number? I think wasn't he 37? No, who was 35? Musina? Mike Messina was 35, yeah. All right, and the Orioles did not retire 35 because he didn't go in as an Oriole cap. No, he he didn't. didn't, Yeah. Yep. All right. He'll he'll wear a stupid Stanford cap wherever he goes. You know what's going to be fun is when the Orioles retire number 35 for Adley Rushman when he goes in the Hall of Fame. And then we got a big 35 up there for Adley Rushman, and then the old people are like, remember Mike Messina as 35. I had a Mike Messina picture in my room growing up i remember you should it. have you should have um all right other stuff we didn't get to i mean we i, don't know, I mean it there... was two weeks of stuff we haven't talked about kyle bradish kyle bradish yeah. was the first new guy friday you you coined this phrase new guy friday and the orioles went and went along with it with kyle bradish yeah i mean i don't want to take all the credit but it's pretty much was my idea um yeah so and and he looked you know kind of mixed reviews for him two starts um, I'm surprised like the strikeouts haven't been there at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be good and he's still 25. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see Cobb Radish, you know, in, against more competition. He, he's pitched two starts, uh, one against Boston, one against Minnesota. Minnesota has a really good offense. Um, and so Boston doesn't. So he obviously pitched better against Boston. He struggled a little bit against Minnesota. But I, I think Cobb Radish has the stuff to be a really good pitcher. And so I think that's he's, – he's one of those guys that's going to be important for this team to be successful this year and in the future. Is Cobb Radish one of the starting five next year? I think at this point we kind of think so. But he also kind of, I feel like, has to earn his spot um, because, you know, Hall and Rodriguez are coming. John Means coming back again healthy. Zimmerman. So Bradish is going to have to – Zimmerman, yeah. So Bradish is going to have to kind of earn his spot this year uh, to be a favorite Which- next year for the rotation. <laughs> Which is crazy considering we started this season with no one's in the rotation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the emergence, I think the biggest story is that emergence of Zimmerman yeah. um, as a starter. And I think Lyles has pitched well, better than I thought. I think better than a lot of Oriole fans thought, right? They thought Lyles would just come in and give up dongs yeah, and left and right. Um, and uh, Watkins, I don't, I can't, I don't think Watkins is going to continue pitching this well, but I don't know. Like this is right as long as it'll happen. I agree. I mean, let's enjoy it. It's this a nice positive podcast. I hope we can have more of this. I mean, if we, like I said, this road trip is going to be a lot of fun and a lot of, if they do as well as they've been playing next week's podcast, is going to be a whole lot of fun as we get ready for those big games, the Yankees and the Rays. Yeah. Because the optimism is a combination of recent success. I mean, I Austin Hayes is, is probably got another five hits as we've been doing this podcast. I like you're about to throw a math formula down for, for optimism. Yeah, so optimism is recent success plus optimistic near future equals optimism. When I had optimism kind of in the formula itself, let me rephrase that. Recent success plus near... Um, Near-term excitement equals optimism. Okay. So, I, well, I mean, I think we're excited about what's happening with this team, the future. But we're also excited about kind of what our current players are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's fun right now. And the future is so bright, especially when we're watching these minor league players and seeing it more and more be real. That's definitely the theme of yeah. the Orioles right now. And I can't wait to see, Josh. Can't wait to see. 
when we have a really good, I'm just getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but what if we have a really good month of June, the trade deadline is going to be really interesting for the Orioles. No, 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 interesting no. trade deadline. We have no one to trade. Really? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to trade? Tonton Dare? Is he traded? All right, he's Trey a trade. Trey is he traded? Okay. These bullpen arms. Two guys. You, you, you don't think we're trading a couple of these bullpen arms? Fine, you bought me in. There, We do have some trade candidates. We Josh, do. Or, or, really good month in June, do we become buyers and not sellers? Oh, okay. All right, I don't think we can become buyers, but okay. I, <laughs> all right, all right, buyers, buyers. I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Fine, fine. fine. we're buyers. What position are you buying? Uh, I got to wait till June. But it seems no, come like, on. what position are you buying when you have a stacked farm system that's coming up fast? What are you buying? I wouldn't mind a third baseman with three years under control. But we got guys coming up. Yeah, not next year, not this year. And where's Carlos Correa going to play next year? Well, he he can play short, and no, Gunner can play Henderson's second. Going to play? No, Gunner can play second. Where's Robinson Cano going to play? Robinson Cano is going to play on our church league softball team. That's where he's going to play. <laughs> So. No, right. but but yeah, uh, yeah. third base is definitely the whole. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, I think infield wise, and I think yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the big question is starting pitching. Uh, do, yes. uh, do, I don't know if we'll. I mean, because one way to do it is to sign big free agents. But Mike Elias could say, "Here, I can get this guy with three or four years under control, and trade for him, and that means I won't have to spend you know, however many millions of dollars to sign a free agent pitcher." If you want yeah. to be a cheap franchise, that's another way to go about it. All right. So something to watch for. Right now, the Orioles are better than the Red Sox, the Royals, the Tigers, the Rangers, the Athletics, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Cubs, the Reds. That puts us better than 10 teams in baseball. Josh. That's kind of in the middle of the pack. I'd that's record-wise. Do you yeah, think it's true? Wise. Do you think we're better, like legitimately better than those teams? <laughs> I feel like that's the discussion of this. Um, in This week, we played better than all those teams and a whole lot more. I know, but in the course of a season, do you think we're legitimately better than the Royals? Yeah. Uh, Royals, I don't know. I mean, I'd say, I'd say six of those teams were legit better than. We're definitely better than the Reds. Definitely better than the Cubs. We're better than the Pirates. The Nationals are a joke. We're better than them. Um, we're, but, we, we're probably better than the Athletics. Yeah, I don't know about the Rangers, Tigers, Royals. Yeah, the Red Sox. I don't understand why the Red Sox are so bad. Yeah, but I you know what? The Red Sox will put that together. But we agree that we're not the worst team in baseball, no. which is kind of crazy because last year we were, Josh. We were the worst team in baseball. That's why we get the number one draft pick. But also, this team, there was no significant free agent signings outside of maybe Jordan Lyles, who's no, not that was, significant. We still we, and still we lost the lowest payroll in baseball. John Means. And we lost John Means. It's pretty remarkable that this group of, of guys, the same guys that were last year who we thought were the worst team in baseball, these same group of guys, for the most part, are now not the worst team in baseball. Um, right and, now, yeah, we are right now. According to CBS Sports, their power rankings that they update on Monday evenings, we are now twenty-two. Yeah, that sounds right. Four spots. That sounds right. Uh, let's see. Here's where the or- current Orioles front office has set the bar. 
I found myself looking at the club's recent body of work, thinking stuff like, you know, they aren't that bad. They've won five out of the last eight, you see. That's gotten them all the way to 11 and 17. Well, 12 and 17 now. Yep. It's a low bar. Maybe that's the goal. I don't know. It's only year four of a massive teardown that's already happening. They went 47 and 115 the season before hiring Elias. They will win more than 47 games this year. We're on the upswing. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's listen, the bar is low. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But coming bar is in, low. We, we paid no one. Yeah. Coming into the year, most people would peg us as the worst or next to worst. That's in the Pirates as the worst teams in baseball. Um, it turns out we may not be the worst team in baseball. Um, so MLB.com has us 26. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and time will tell. Baseball is a long season, as Buck Showalter would always remind us, like, you know, you find out over the course of the season, you are kind of who you are over the course of a season. You can't fool. I'm just going to see two games. You're not going to fool anybody, as Buck, as Buck would say. So we'll find out how good this team is. And we'll find the next two weeks, really, it would be some exciting baseball to watch. Yep. But I'm, Josh, this was not true at the end of last season or for large parts of last season. Every game is appointment viewing right now. Every is. game is I'm watching. I'm sitting down watching every game. It is. The Orioles, I'm not going playoffs. But I think the Orioles could be – I think the Orioles will be in fourth place, not fifth place. They're going to be better than the Red Sox when the season ends. But see, even that is kind of shocking. Oh, it totally shocking. Because the projections, right? Totally That's, that would be yeah. sho- a shocking kind of conclusion. No. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, can't wait to talk next week after this road trip. I think that's going to tell a lot. Yeah, because we've been playing, especially pitching, better at home. Yes. Maybe because of the wall. I don't know. but I don't think the wall. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can get it done on the road. All right. Ready to get out of here? Let's go. To just... You can follow the show on all our platforms. <laughs> you forgot how to close out the show. We well, missed was, one week, and you forget. I was about to uh, go to my close this. I was about to go to my Twitter, I like, and I was like, you know, there's other things about, to plug before I get to Twitter. Right. Do I tell people about Patreon? Do I jump straight to my Twitter? Let's just, just tell people to go to section336.com and support us for three dollars and thirty six cents a month. Yeah, or, or, or do I say go mm-hmm. ahead and go to iTunes to help spread the word and write us a five star review on iTunes? That'd be a good thing to do too. Yeah, follow us up on Twitter. We didn't have any time to get any personal stuff, Josh. I'm trying to buy a house. It's I'm trying to rent. It's just total madness well, trying to get a house in this market. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to live in a cardboard box. You know, let's figure it out. You want a little personal stuff? Here's something. Yeah. On Saturday was the one-year anniversary when I paid for the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. One year. One year ago, and it hasn't shown up yet. What's the most recent text you got? Uh, I got a phone call today saying, hey, I'm being proactive. I'm about making arrangements. I'm going to get it today. And then I called him at 8.08 to try to get news before the show. And he said, I'll call you right back. And it's this down guy, and he hasn't called me. I love this dude. He's a year, and he's still saying, I got you. Today, I got you. Every single day. I've had 365 excuses. I, you need to get this guy I, into a lab and study this dude. This is amazing. I want... All right, look. We all know liars. I just yeah. I had an issue with a guy that just forced his way out of the company that lies all the time. Yeah, I teach high school students. Right. I'm familiar with liars. This guy, this guy is something special. It's some to have the confidence yeah. to every single day be able to lie to my face. Yeah, and if not we, think you're lying. 
It reminds me of George Costanza, who what he said about being lie detectors. Uh, he said, you know what? If if it's not, if it's not a lie to you, it's not a lie. <laughs> he's just exactly the the Every day he has a new excuse why something failed, and he doesn't understand. He's like, hey, I'm trying my best. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I I was in his shoes. I would have felt bad. Uh, I don't know. Eleven months ago, I was yeah. feeling really bad. Just it's, guilt. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've tried to get him on the podcast. He will not come on the podcast. I've tried <laughs> multiple times. Um, probably so at least there's a little part. guilt in him that he will not come on this podcast. Yeah, has some shame. Good for him. There's a little bit of shame. Yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm sure if Josh ever gets the uh, PlayStation from me, he might tweet about it. Yeah. Um, That'll be a, maybe I'll pull him out at our 20-year anniversary party. Yeah, there you go. You can follow me at Section336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Rooker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And always, go O's. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One NA member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.